కంప్లీట్ వర్క్స్ ఆఫ్ స్వామి వివేకానంద వీ హ్యావ్ ఆల్రెడీ సీన్ ఫైవ్ సెషన్స్ ఇన్ దాట్ టుడే ఇస్ ది సిక్స్త్ సెషన్ సో ఇన్ ద లాస్ట్ సెషన్ వీ హ్యాడ్ స్టార్టెడ్ ది ప్రాక్టికల్ వేదాంత నౌ వీఆర్ కంటిన్యూయింగ్ దాట్ ప్రాక్టికల్ వేదాంత అకార్డింగ్ టు ది యోగీస్ ఓకే లెట్ స్టార్ట్ దిస్ టుడే సెషన్ ఓరుభ్యో నమ హరి ఓం శ్రీ గణేషాయ నమ డాక్టర్ కృష్ణమూర్తి శాస్త్రి దంబే పునచ కర్ణాటక ఇండియా అకార్డింగ్ టు ది యోగీస్ దెర్ ఆర్ త్రీ ప్రిన్సిపాల్ నర్వ్ కరెంట్స్ వన్ దే కాల్ ది ఇడా దట్ ఇస్ లెఫ్ట్ సైడ్ the other the pingala right side and the middle one the sushumna and all these are inside the spinal column the ida and the pingala the left and the right are clusters of nerves while the middle one the sushumna is a hollow and is not a cluster of nerves this sushumna is closed and for the ordinary man is of no use for he works through the ida and the pingala only currents are continually going down and coming up through these nerves carrying orders all over the body through other nerves running to the different organs of the body it is the regulation and the bringing into rhythm of the ida and pingala that is the great object of breathing but that itself is nothing it is only so much air taken into the lungs except for purifying the blood it is of no more use there is nothing occult in the air that we take in with our breath and assimilate to purify the blood the action is merely a motion this motion can be reduced to the unit movement we call prana and everywhere all movements are various manifestations of this prana this prana is electricity it is magnetism it is thrown out by the brain as thought everything is prana it is moving the sun the moon and the stars we say whatever is in this universe has been projected by the vibration of the prana the highest result of vibration is thought if there be any higher we cannot conceive of it the nerves ida and pingala work through the prana it is the prana that is moving every part of the body becoming the different forces giving up that old idea that god is something that produces the effect and sits on the throne dispensing justice in working we become exhausted because we use up so much prana the breathing exercises called pranayama bring about regulation of the breathing rhythmic action of the prana when the prana is working rhythmically everything works properly when the yogis get control over their own bodies if there is any disease in any part they know that the prana is not rhythmic there and they direct the prana to the affected part until the rhythm is reestablished that is pranic healing what they say just as you can control the prana in your own body so if you are powerful enough you can control even from here another man's prana in india that is from los angeles to india you from usa america to india it is all one there is no break unity is the law physically psychically mentally morally metaphysically it is all one life is only a vibration 
that which vibrates this ocean of ether vibrates you just as in a lake various strata of ice of various degrees of solidity solidity are formed or as in an ocean of vapor there are various degrees of density so is this universe an ocean of matter this is an ocean of ether in which we find the sun moon stars and ourselves in different states of solidity but the continuity is not broken it is the same throughout now when we study metaphysics we come to know the world is one not that the spiritual the material the mental and the world of energies are separate it is all one but seen from different planes of vision when you think of yourself as a body you forget that you are a mind and when you think of yourself as a mind you will forget the body there is only one thing that you are you can see it either as matter or body or you can see it as mind or spirit birth life and death are but old superstitions none was ever born none will ever die one changes one's position that is all i am sorry to see in the west how much they make of death always trying to catch a little life give us life after death give us life they are so happy if anybody tells them that they are going to live afterwards how can i ever doubt such a thing how can i imagine that i am dead try to think of yourself as dead and you will see that you are present to see your own dead body life is such a wonderful reality that you cannot for a moment forget it you may as well doubt that you exist this is the first fact of consciousness i am who can imagine a state of things which never existed it is the most self evident of all truths so the idea of immortality is inherent inherent in man how can one discuss a subject that is unimaginable why should we want to discuss the pros and cons of a subject that is self evident the whole universe therefore is a unit from whatever standpoint you view it just now to us this universe is a unit of prana and akasha force and matter and mind you like all other basic principles this is also self contradictory for what is force that which moves matter and what is matter that which is moved by force it is a seesaw some of the fundamentals of our reasoning are most curious in spite of our boast of science and knowledge it is a headache without a head as the sanskrit proverb says this state of things has been called maya it has neither existence nor non existence you cannot call it existence because that only exists which is beyond time and space which is self existence yet this world satisfies to a satisfies to a certain degree our idea of existence therefore it has an apparent existence but there is the real existence in and through everything and that reality as it were is caught in the meshes of time space and causation there is the real man the infinite the beginningless the endless the ever blessed the ever free so has everything in this world the reality of everything is the same infinite 
this is not idealism it is not that the world does not exist it has a relative existence and fulfills all its requirements but it has no independent existence it exists because of the absolute reality beyond time space and causation i have made long digressions now let us return to our main subject all the automatic movements and all the conscious movements are the working of prana through the nerves now you see it will be a very good thing to have control over the unconscious actions all the automatic movements and all the conscious movements are the working of prana through the nerves now you see it will be a very good thing to have control over the unconscious actions on the other on on some other occasions i told you the definition of god and man man is an infinite circle whose circumference is nowhere but the center is located in one spot and god is an infinite circle whose circumference is nowhere but whose center is everywhere see how nicely depicted by swami vivekananda man is a circle with the, the circumference nowhere hmm? but whose center is located in one spot and god is an infinite circle whose circumference is also nowhere but whose center is everywhere <laughs> that is the special difference he works through all hands sees through all eyes walks on all feet breathes through all bodies lives in all life speaks through every mouth and thinks through every brain man can become like god and acquire control over the whole universe if he multiplies infinitely his center of self consciousness consciousness therefore is the chief thing to understand prajna prajnanam brahma let us say that that is rigveda saying aitari upanishad let us say that here is an infinite line amid darkness we do not see the line but on it there is one luminous point which moves on as it moves along the line it lights up its different parts in succession and all that is left behind becomes dark again our consciousness may well be like likened to this luminous point its past experiences have been replaced by the present and or have become subconscious we are not aware of their presence in us but there they are unconsciously influencing our body and mind every movement that is now being made without the help of consciousness was previously conscious sufficient impetus has been given to it to work of itself the great error in all ethical systems without exception has been the failure of teaching the means by which man could refrain from doing evil all the systems of ethics teach do not steal very good but why does a man steal because all stealing robbing and other evil actions as a rule have become automatic the systematic robber thief liar unjust man and woman are all these in spite of themselves it is really a tremendous psychological problem we should look upon man in the most charitable light it is not so easy to be good what are you but mere machines until you are free but uh, you should uh, should you be proud because you are good certainly not you are good because you cannot help it and it is bad because he cannot help it if you were in his position who knows 
what you would have what you would have been the woman in the street or the thief in the jail is the christ that is being sacrificed that you may be a good man such is the law of balance all the thieves and the murderers all unjust, all the unjust the weakest the wickedest the devils they all are my christ i owe a worship to the god christ and to the demon christ that is my doctrine i cannot help it my salutation goes to the feet of the good the saintly and to the feet of the wicked and the devilish they are all my teachers all are my spiritual fathers all are my saviors i may curse one and you benefit by his failings i may bless another and benefit by his good deeds this is as true as that i stand here i have to sneer at the woman walking in the street because society wants it she my savior she whose street walking is the cause of the chastity of other women think of that think men and women of this question in your mind it is a truth a bare bold truth as i see more of the world see more of men and women this conviction grows stronger whom shall i blame whom shall i praise both sides of the shield must be seen the task before us is vast and first and foremost we must seek to control the vast mass of sunken thoughts which have become automatic with us the evil deed is no doubt on the conscious plane but the cause which produced the evil deed was far beyond in the realms of the unconscious unseen and therefore more potent practical psychology directs first of all its energies in controlling the unconscious and we know that we can do it why because we know the cause of the unconscious is the conscious the unconscious thoughts are the submerged millions of our old conscious thoughts old conscious actions become petrified we do not look at them do not know them have forgotten them but mind you if the power of evil is in the unconscious so also is the power of good we have many things stored in us as in a pocket we have forgotten them do not even think of them and there are many of them rotting becoming positively dangerous they come forth the unconscious causes which kill humanity true psychology would therefore try to bring them under the control of the conscious the great task is to revive the whole man as it were in order to make him the complete master of himself even what we call the automatic action of the organs within our bodies such as the liver etc can be made to obey our commands this is the first part of the study the control of the unconscious the next is to go beyond the conscious just as consciousness work is beneath consciousness just as unconscious work is beneath consciousness so there is another work which is above consciousness when this super conscious state is reached man becomes free and divine death becomes immortality weakness becomes infinite power and iron bondage becomes liberty that is the goal the infinite realm of super conscious so therefore we see 
now that there must be a two fold work first by the proper working of the ida and pingala which are the two existing ordinary currents to control the subconscious action and secondly to go beyond even consciousness the books say that he alone is the yogi who after long practice in self concentration has attained to this truth the sushumna now opens and a current which never before entered into this new passage will find its way into it and gradually ascend to what we call in figurative language the different lotus centers till at last it reaches the brain then the yogi becomes conscious of what he really is god himself everyone without exception everyone of us can attain to this culmination of yoga but it is a terrible task if a person wants to attain to this truth he will have to do something more than to listen to lectures and take a few breathing exercises everything lies in the preparation how long does it take to strike a light only a second but how long it takes to make the candle how long does it take to eat a dinner perhaps half an hour but hours to prepare the food we want to strike the light in a second but we forget that making of the candle is the chief thing but though it is so hard to reach the goal yet even our smallest attempts are not in vain we know that some uh, nothing is lost in the gita arjuna asks krishna those who fail in attaining perfection in yoga in this life are they destroyed like the clouds of summer krishna replies nothing my friend is lost in this world whatever one does that remains as one's own and if the fruition of yoga does not come in this life one takes it up again in the next birth otherwise how do you explain the marvelous childhood of jesus buddha shankara breathing posture etc are no doubt helps in yoga but they are merely physical the great preparations are mental the first thing necessary is a quiet and peaceable life If you want to be a yogi you must be free and place yourself in circumstances where you are alone and free from all anxiety he who desires a comfortable and nice life and at the same time wants to realize the self is like the fool who wanting to cross the river caught hold of a crocodile mistaking it for a log of wood viveka chudavani says this seek ye first the kingdom of god and everything shall be added unto you this is the one great duty this is renunciation live for an ideal and leave no place in the mind for anything else let us put forth all our energies to acquire that which never fails our spiritual perfection if we have true yearning for realization we must struggle and through struggle growth will come we shall make mistakes but they may be angels unawares the greatest help to spiritual life is meditation dhyana in the meditation we divest ourselves of all material conditions and feel our divine nature we do not depend upon any external help in meditation the touch of the soul can paint the biggest color even in the dingiest places it can cast a fragrance over the vilest thing it can make the wicked divine and all the enmity all selfishness in effaced the less the thought of the body the better for it is the body that drags us down it is attachment identification which makes us miserable 
that is the secret to think that i am the spirit and not the body and that the whole of this universe with all its relations with all its good and all its evil is but as a series of paintings scenes on a canvas of which i am the witness so this is the practical vedanta next in the next session we will see about bhakti or devotion in the complete works of swami vivekananda thank you thank you one and all hari rama om tat sat